0: The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what great stones and what great large buildings. Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation, and country against country. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. As we get closer to Advent, we get more apocalyptic readings in church. Now, some Christians take all of them literally. For them, the Bible is a book of predictions about the future. So when they read of war, pestilence, and earthquakes in the real news, they begin to get giddy. It's all in the scriptures, they say. The end of the world is near. Jesus is coming back to save them and all true believers. While the rest of us I think you know where that leaves us or will take us. It can all seem a bit wacky, right? We could even call it like fake news or fake religion. We may wish we didn't have to hear such stuff in church. After all, when you take the Bible that literally, it can lead to all kinds of distortions, like not caring for the earth, because it's going to be destroyed anyway when Jesus comes back. And yet, each November and each Advent, our lectionary puts before us such texts, whether we like them or not, or whether the preacher wants to preach on them or not. (laughs) The word apocalypse means uncovering. Amid so many fake interpretations, Is there any truth that we can uncover amid all the the end-of-the-world talk? So whether we think the end is near or not, there seems to be no end to apocalyptic movies, books, and television shows. How many of you watched the Emmy-nominated Netflix series The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? More than last night, where we had one. All right. <laughs> How many of you liked it and recommend it? Ah, okay, I will watch it then. This is just what I found online about it. <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt and three other women emerged from an underground bunker after being there, held there for 15 years by the Reverend Richard Wayne Gary Wayne. The Rev, as I'm going to call him, the Rev tells them that the world has been destroyed and that they are the only survivors. The Rev filters all information the women receive. And the Rev's version of the truth is the only one they know. So when Kimmy is rescued, she discovers all the things that she thought were gone forever were always there right over her head, and she decides to move to New York City and immerse herself back in life. But you see, everything's changed. The clothing, the technology, the culture, and she has to discern which parts of her experience are true and which are false. What is fake and what is real. In today's gospel, Jesus tells the disciples to look at the awesome temple, one of the most inspiring buildings of all time. It's going to be thrown down, he says. Nothing lasts forever, whether our buildings, our institutions, our frail bodies. When the gospel of Mark was written, the temple had already been destroyed and Jerusalem sacked. So beware of illusions. Don't put your trust in things that will not endure. So how strange or weird or interesting that on a Sunday with texts about the end of the world, we baptize three children this morning. It's a bit of a reality check. Jesus tells the disciples that out of the frightening terrors we face will come new God will be like a midwife bringing life from death and hope from despair. Or as we hear in the book of Romans and in the Thanksgiving for Table that we use this month, we labor with creation as God delivers us from bondage to decay into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So I wonder, rather than predicting the future, whether these end-of-the-world texts uncover truths for us and for the children that we raise in the Christian faith. Now, we're not talking about the fake news mentioned in tweets. We're talking about a gospel message that strips away the fake from the real. Rather than placing our trust in domination and governments that wield oppressive power, we find truth in the God who raises up the lowly and cares for the most vulnerable. Rather than believing advertisements that promise happiness through buying more and more things, we find our self-worth in God's unconditional acceptance. Rather than denying science, we take seriously the call to care for the earth. Rather than placing our hope in politicians and the utopia that they promise, we honestly confront the sin that divides us one from another. And rather than believing the lie that we will live forever, we honestly confront our mortality during this month of November. The wise advice from Hebrews is not just another thing to add to our already too-full to-do lists, but it is for our spiritual support system. Hold fast to the confession of hope without wavering, for God is faithful. Provoke one another to love and good deeds. Do not neglect to meet together for worship as we are doing, but encourage one another as the day draws near. In the end, it is not the illusions nor fake news that will occupy our minds and hearts, but the good news of Christ that we proclaim week in and week out. For out of the most frightening, the most horrible, the most unfathomable circumstances, God promises to bring to birth new life. Christ comes again today. Christ comes in the word and in the meal, in the music, in the silence, and in this community. Even in these darkening November days, we shine like the brightness of the sky as we heard in Daniel. It is out of hope, not out of fear. It is out of hope, not out of fear, that we sing, O day of God, draw near.